Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Well, folks, it is time. High school football is upon us. First games of high school football season, a new season, begin tonight, Thursday. 35 games scheduled around the state. Many more than what we would normally see on a Thursday night because kids are not in school. There's other things going on on Friday nights is it's still summertime, but uh, we are getting underway. Uh, a full slate of games on Friday as well, a handful of games on Saturday, and we are off and running in the 2022 high school football and high school sports seasons. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, today on the WSN podcast, we're going to preview this week one of the high school football season. Last week, we talked about some of the overarching storylines that we're going to be following this year. And today, we're just going to get right into taking a look at week one here of the high school football season. First and foremost, a great start to our quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week poll. Almost 6,000 votes cast. It was very, very close between the runner-up game, which was Sussex-Hamilton at McGuanago, that we'll talk about a little bit later, and the very first quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week, Catholic Memorial at Franklin. It doesn't get much better than this. Two defending state champions squaring off right here in week one. That's the game I'll be at Friday night. And uh, it should be a doozy. We have seen matchups between defending state champions a few times over the years, but it's not very common. It's maybe happened a dozen times or so, something like that. So when it does happen, it certainly is uh, is extra special. And we get that here in week one. Defending Division One champion Franklin, defending Division Four state champion Catholic Memorial. And uh, last year, I, I think you could argue... And both teams could argue that they were the best team in the state regardless of division. Both were undefeated. Obviously, Franklin had a tougher schedule when it came to the playoff uh, time and and perhaps overall as well. And remember, Franklin played in our very first quick trip game of the week last year, and that was perhaps the game of the year as they went up to Appleton North and were kind of sleepwalking for a while through that game. Down three scores in the fourth quarter before Miles Burkett got hot, brought them back, connected with Jax Brooks on a, uh, a essentially a Hail Mary touchdown with just a couple seconds left to get the win. An amazing, amazing game. Again, perhaps the best game in the entire state last year. And uh, we're looking forward to hopefully a very competitive game once again. If it came down to the final play again, man, that would be awesome. And man, what a way to kick off week one of the high school football season. <clears throat> so, Catholic Memorial, though, coming in, again, D4 state champs, uh, loaded with talent. I mean, they lost some really, really good football players off of last year's group. Rory Fox at quarterback, Myla Stevens, defensive lineman. Uh, There was some really talented kids up front that they lost. Um, Oxner um, at at receiver and defensive back, Charlie Jarvis. uh, You know, just just a really good group once again. And... uh, they got more coming back. They are loaded once again. Donovan Harbor and Corey Smith, both juniors, 
both among the best players, not only in the state, but across the entire country as they are, uh, are receiving offers from a who's who of colleges, including in-state Wisconsin Badgers, of course. So we, we've got a great one right away. Franklin, uh, you know, they, they don't have as much coming back. Head coach Lewis Brown said this week they only have five guys coming back uh, that, uh, that are starters that played last year. One of them is a kicker. Uh, still a lot of talent. Let's not kid ourselves. That Especially that junior class is really talented. And there's always guys waiting in the wings at a program like Franklin that will get their shot now. But it's uh, it's a very different team for the Franklin Sabres. They enter the year number two in our Division One rankings. So what a way to kick it off, though. Defending champions versus defending champions. That game is Friday night, 7 o'clock at Franklin. But there are some games on Thursday. Again, 35 games around the state Thursday night, including some certainly very noteworthy games on Thursday. Let's start in uh, in the Madison area. A couple of really good ones. You've got Middleton uh, hosting Bayport. Both teams ranked in the preseason in Division One. They met up last year. Bayport got a win last year, and uh, so a big early game for both of those teams. Sun Prairie East plays its very first game as a newly christened Sun Prairie East as a new team in school, if you will. Although it's the old building. The Sun Prairie building, it's its um, most of the uh, players from last year stayed at Sun Prairie East. Head coach Brian Kaminsky stayed at Sun Prairie East. They've got the bulk of the players and coaches from last year's squad that finished as Division I runner-up. But that split of East and West at Sun Prairie, as we talked about last week, is one of the, the storylines that we will follow throughout this season. And Sun Prairie East opens their first game this year against Monona Grove. They, they host that game at Ashley Field or uh, Bank of uh, Sun Prairie Stadium, as it were, uh, Thursday night, tonight at 7 p.m. So our first look at the, uh, the, the new version of Sun Prairie at Sun Prairie East, which remains the Cardinals. And, of course, they return All-State quarterback Jerry Kaminsky, All-State running back Cortez LeGrant. So there's, uh, there's some good talent there at, uh, at Sun Prairie East. Other games on Thursday night, you've got Wisconsin Rapids hosting River Falls. River Falls dominated the Mississippi Valley last year, but they moved back to the Big Rivers Conference. But uh, they get a tough one against a uh, Wisconsin Rapids team that features uh, Leo Brostowitz, who went for more than 1,700 yards on the ground last year. In the Fox Valley area, you've got DePere hosting Nina. Nina was a little bit of a surprise team in the playoffs last year. They finished under 500 in the FBA, but went out and beat second-seeded Wausau West in level one of the playoffs. And they got a really talented roster coming back that they're they're looking to build around. DePier, champions of the FRCC North last year, but head coach Chad Mikkelkavich left for Kimberly in the offseason. Head coaching debut this week of our good friend Ben Strickland, former Badgers player and assistant, most recently had been an assistant coach for a few years at Madison Edgewood uh, High School. So his first game as a head coach and looking forward to seeing what he can do with the Redbirds. <clears throat> Badger and Greendale, they've played quite a bit in uh, early non-conference games over the last few years, and it always seems to be a good game. Last year included, uh, it was a 17-14 win for Greendale. They kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, and again, two teams that are uh, expected to be among the better teams in their league this year. Up at Somerset, it'll be a little bit of a, a bittersweet and certainly an emotional day tonight as uh, the, the Somerset uh, community and the entire high school football community, to, to, to be honest with you, honors and recognizes the late Bruce Larson, legendary Somerset head coach who passed away in the offseason. 
There'll be pregame ceremony recognizing him. There will be a halftime ceremony recognizing the three state championship teams that he coached at Somerset 2002, 2012, and 2014. Uh, so it, it's going to be a, a good day, but certainly an emotional day there at Sun Prairie. Again, 35 games around the state on Thursday. I will not be taking in a Thursday game. I, I will not be likely able to make it to any Thursday games this season. My son is a freshman on the uh, in the Reedsburg program and freshman play on Thursday. So I'm going to be going to his game, uh, uh, his games on Thursdays this year. Um, but uh, as I'll talk about a little bit later, hopefully there's a few Saturday games that I can get to and add to our, uh, our, our Friday games that we'll be doing as part of the game of the week. Speaking of Friday, let's run through the schedule and some of the big games, run down the big games on Friday. Uh, we'll start in the Milwaukee area, southeast part of the state. Uh, and here we go. It's going to be uh, a great, great group of games in the Milwaukee area. We already talked about our game of the week, Catholic Memorial at Franklin. The runner-up for game of the week is going to be a doozy as well. That's going to be Sussex-Hamilton at McGuanago. Sussex-Hamilton champions of the Greater Metro Conference last year. Tough playoff loss to Muskego, but uh, what a what a great game to, to, to get it going as they play McGuanago, who is our number one ranked team in Division One coming into the season. You've also got Whitefish Bay hosting Grafton. They used to be rivals in the North Shore Conference, but now it's a, a non-conference game. Whitefish Bay loses quite a bit from last year and the last couple years. Grafton's got a little bit more coming back. Uh, both teams ranked in the top 10 in Division Three. Mentioned Muskego earlier. They knocked off uh, the uh, Sussex Hamilton last year in the playoffs. Later, they lost to McGuanago. Uh, but Muskego opens this year uh, with, with still high hopes. They've had a lot of graduation losses, lost a lot of talent over the last couple of years, but still looking to keep things going there. And then uh, they, they welcome in this year Verona in game one. It's, it's going to be a lot of new faces for Verona this year. Head coach Dave Richardson retired in the offseason. And uh, Andrew Riley is the new head coach there, so they've got a little bit uh, of a change at the top. Also, the, uh, the, the Wildcats have some new faces coming in uh, that have some Wisconsin connections. Trey Ingram is a running back, a senior that moves in. His dad is Bobby Ingram, who's the new offensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Trey Poteet was, uh, played on the uh, lower levels last year on the freshman team at Verona. But he's going to get a big chance on, on varsity this year as he's already got a number of scholarship offers, including Wisconsin, before he's even played a varsity game. He's going to be a sophomore, just a sophomore, but a really talented defensive back there for Verona. So that's going to be a good one, non-conference game, Madison area versus Milwaukee area. Waukesha West and Hartford. Waukesha West did not have the kind of year that we've come to expect from them, but they're looking to get back at it. Hartford uh, had a really, really nice run. They advanced to the state semifinals. They've got a couple Division I linemen coming back and Landon Ron and uh, Jackson Stortz. So that should be a really physical football game. We could uh, you know, go back in, in the annals of uh, the North Shore Conference and, and see a lot of, of absolute wars between Germantown and Homestead. Phil Datka, Dave Keel, those guys are not there anymore, of course. Uh, uh, Jake Davis, the head coach at Germantown, and uh, Drake Zortman, the head coach at Homestead now. Homestead, of course, coming off a Division II runner-up finish last year. But this should be a great game. Both teams ranked in the top five. In fact, Homestead's preseason number two in D2. Germantown was our preseason number three in D2. So that's going to be a great game. Again, kind of a, a renewal of some old rivalries there 
in the uh, in the Milwaukee area. A couple of the uh, the the powerhouse programs, traditional large school powers. When you talk about big school powers over multiple years, multiple decades, Marquette and Arrowhead certainly uh, are are in that group, and they will meet up in a non conference game. Um, neither one, you know, really had the kind of season they expect. Marquette was under 500 overall. Arrowhead was a distant, uh, distant third in the Classic Eight Conference, and both have hopes and, and plans and, and desires and dreams of being better this year, challenging for conference championships, making deep playoff runs, and they get a, a chance to make a statement early uh, in, in a, a great game at Arrowhead as they host Marquette. Union Grove looking to prove that they're a contender in Division Two and the South, Southern Lakes once again. They take on Oak Creek. Wilmot and Kenosha Bradford, two teams that have a lot of talent. Last year they had a lot of talent, but, but kind of struggled to put it all together. Um, Bradford certainly had a lot of talent and high expectations, but they, they couldn't really get things going. Wilmot has some talented kids, some scholarship-level kids, but they were just 1-7 last year. I, I think they'll be better. I think there's an expectation that you know they can they can compete better in that league, but ultimately you got to prove it on the field, and both teams get a chance to do that here. The battle for Racine, at least as far as parochial schools go, is you have Racine Lutheran traveling to Racine St. Catharines. Uh, Racine parochial pride on the line. Lutherans versus Catholics, the old the old uh, the old rivalry we we see sometimes. Um, both teams hoping to to challenge in their conferences this year. We'll talk uh, about the teams and the games in the Madison area in just a moment, but let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, let's take a look at some of the big games in the excuse me in the Madison area, southwest part of the state, and let's start with uh, Edgewood versus River Valley in a game that would be held at Richland Center High School. River Valley had a, has had some really good teams over the years under Tim Eastlick, but he stepped aside after nearly 20 seasons as the head coach for the Blackhawks. Uh, good friend Dan Makovic and Chad Maxwell will be the co-head coaches. Construction delays, which is a little bit of a theme. There's several teams that are experiencing some, some issues with upgrades or new construction on their fields. And uh, River Valley is, is in that boat. They have some construction delays on their new turf field. So the game gets to go be played at Richland Center High School. I'm sure uh, my head coach, Avitus Rip, may be rolling over in his grave a little bit as uh, Richland Center rolls out the red carpet and hosts River Valley uh, in that one. Edgewood, you know, they were one of the stories of the, the season last year. Not necessarily uh, in, in a good way, at least at the end of the year. Had a great year going. They were unbeaten cruising along. We thought maybe it would be Edgewood and Catholic Memorial at some point in the playoffs, and you know Edgewood might be the best uh, best chance for someone to give uh, give Catholic Memorial a run in Division Four. However, after what was it, level one or level two, whatever it was, uh, started to, to get some word and, and ended up that the uh, Edgewood Crusaders had used an ineligible player throughout the year, had to vacate wins, Thus, we're not able to continue into the postseason, and uh, you know it. Uh, it wasn't a good situation, uh, unfortunately. But they've got a chance to get back on track and, and have a lot of talent coming back. So, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll see 
we'll see if they can make another run. There's a lot of talent again. Um, you know, and, and I think they'll be a really good team in, in uh, Division Four. So, uh, and, you know, they're, <coughs> excuse me, I mentioned this the other day on Twitter. Um, they they can commiserate with uh, R- uh, River Valley having to move some home games around because Edgewood, once again, is, is trying to uh, find some ways and some places to play home games. They have an ongoing court battle, legal battle, and public relations battle with some neighbors in Madison and the city of Madison itself. They would like to be able to put up lights on their field. It's a new turf field that they got a couple years ago and play home games on campus. I'll try to be as nice as I can about this with the uh, the city and the uh, the neighbors um, not wanting this to happen. Uh, it, it's I've played around with it on Twitter before, but I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, let's be honest, that they're worried about traffic and noise and lights and, and everything else. Um, get over yourselves is, is all I'll say there. But Edgewood is playing games in three different places this year. They are going to host one game at their field. It's going to be an afternoon game. I think it's next week, actually. Um, I can't remember if it's Bigfoot or Broadhead. Uh, they, they host somebody next week uh, in a Friday afternoon game. They will play at least one game at uh, at Middleton High School, which is where they used to play all of their games, and then they'll play a, a couple games at Bree Stevens Stadium. So they are they're trying to find a way to find a home permanent home, and I, I think it's only a matter of time before correctly a, a judge rules that they can do it. <laughs> they can put up lights on their field and have it at their place, and uh, hopefully it's sooner than later there for Edgewood. Other games in the Madison area: we talked about Sun Prairie East earlier and the split. East and West. Sun Prairie West opens up their their first game in school history as they will host Madison East. That game will also be at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium on Friday. Um, These these players all came from the Sun Prairie program that has been very successful. They've got some some strong contributors off of that group. J. Allen Dane, Ian Ackley, Tori Milkey, some other kids that have, have been starters and key performers for Sun Prairie. And uh, now they, they get to go on their own and, and do it as the Sun Prairie West Wolves. Jefferson will take on Lakeside Lutheran. It, it used to be this would have been a game where you'd see maybe five total passes uh, with a lot of, of power running uh, and double wing and, and everything else out of these teams. But Steve G retired at Jefferson and Scott Slotten took over and is planning to institute more of a spread type offense. So we'll see what that looks like. We'll get our first unveiling of that against Lakeside Lutheran, who is uh, expected to be a, a very good team once again and a challenger in a loaded, loaded Capital Conference. The big game in the Milwaukee, excuse me, in the Madison area, though, is one of the best rivals, uh, rivalry games in the state of Wisconsin. Always a very heated rivalry. Wanakee has dominated the rivalry in general over the last uh, number of years. Um, but Wanakee plays at DeForest. Both teams ranked in the top 10 in our preseason Pole in Division Two. Wanakee, of course, is coming off a state championship last year, uh, but that should be a really, really great game. Wanakee loses a lot from last year. DeForest has a little bit more coming back. You've got Mason Keys at quarterback and Kale Drinka at uh, at running back, so they've they've got a little bit more uh, experience in in production returning. But Wanakee is one of those programs that just reloads year after year after year. Pat Rice uh, gets incredible participation out of uh, out of those kids and. You know, they, uh, they just find a way to, to do it year after year. 
in the Fox Valley area. Uh, a couple uh, a couple games that we had featured as part of our Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week nominees, starting with Fond du Lac hosting Cattle Moraine. Fond du Lac had a little bit of a, you know challenges, to say the least, last year. I mean, they lost every player on offense from that incredible 21 spring group that included Braylon Allen, of course, um, and very, very young group last year. And their head coach, Steven Jorgensen, stepped aside in the middle of the season as well. Uh, but a new coach comes in this year, Sam Plucker, who played high school football at Kimberly, uh, played at Oshkosh, and you know he's, he's ready to uh, get going with a, a really experienced group. Kettle Moraine is one of the most experienced teams in the state as well. Uh, is they made a really nice run in the playoffs last year, uh, all the way to the state semifinals before losing to Homestead. They'd finished, uh, you know, a, a kind of a distant fourth in the Classic Eight, but dropping down to Division Two really put together a nice playoff run. And they've got a lot of talent coming back. Drew Wagner at receiver, Chase Spellman at quarterback, Sam Kufel, a multi dimensional player, Nolan Scope, a two way player. Uh, so just a lot of talent at Kettle Moraine and. You know, are they in a position where they could push that upper echelon of the Classic Eight? Can they beat two out of three, let's say, of Arrowhead, Muskego, and McGuanago? If they can, you know, they've got a pretty good chance of at least getting a share of the conference. But that's a, a tall order. Um, but they've got the talent to do it in, in a very tough game right out of the gates. <clears throat> the other game that was a, a Game of the Week nominee that we had, <coughs> excuse me, uh, smaller schools, you had Cedar Grove, Belgium, who was eighth in our preseason Division Six rankings against Mayville, who is the defending, uh, was a runner-up last year in Division Five as they lost to Aquinas. Um, but that's going to be a great game. Blake Schroffnagel, 2,000-yard rusher, one of the best players in the state. I think he's incredibly, incredibly under-recruited right now. He's got good size. He's got good athletic ability. He's got positional versatility. Um, that kid should have Division One offers, and he, and he doesn't really right now. Cedar Grove Belgium has their own multi-dimensional offensive weapon, Gabe Egan, who had over 700 yards rushing and 700 yards receiving last year. And, and that's a pretty rare feat. So uh, going to be a good one there. Pulaski hosts Notre Dame, formerly FRCC rivals. Now they're in different divisions of the FRCC. And, uh, and, and you know a really good early test for both of those squads. Brillian and Hilbert. They used to play in the same conference way back when, but now Brilliant was the uh, champion of the Eastern Wisconsin last year. Hilbert was a tri-champion in the Big East. And uh, very physical teams, but both had some pretty significant personnel losses from last year. Um, and Hilbert also lost their head coach, Mike Breckheimer, stepped down. And Mike Moreau is the new old coach at Hilbert. This will be his third different stint as the head coach. Last time that he was there was 2006. He was a part of, either as a head coach or an assistant, three state championships at Hilbert back in the uh, 90s and, and maybe into the 2000s. I can't remember the last time they, they had won one uh, with him at the helm. Um, but he's back at it. Uh, one of those those guys that had spent some time at Kaukauna. You know, when we say, or when I kind of tease coaches when they step aside that, you know, coaches never die they just come back somewhere else a little bit later uh, he's one of those guys he's come back a number of times and great to see him back on the sideline let's move on to the north central part of the state not quite as many games as far as uh big games that, that we featured in our preview 
And uh, we're, we're getting fewer and fewer teams in the north central part of the state as more and more of them drop to eight player. But uh, a, a nice non-conference game. Stevens Point will welcome in Kimberly. And of course, Kimberly, uh, a big change in the offseason. Steve Jones shockingly stepped aside, re- resigned to pursue some private uh, opportunities in, in private business as a speaker, as a guest lecturer, as an author, as a, a motivational coach. And he's doing some incredible things. But uh, the papermakers, you would think, would not miss a beat as Chad Mikulkavich comes over from De Pere, where he built a, a really strong program. And uh, speaking of new coaches, Stevens Point also has another new coach, Ryan Eigenberger, coming over from Kohler, Sheboygan, Lutheran, Christian. And they had some record-setting offenses at, uh, at KLC, including last year when Robbie Michael, Casey Verhagen, um, and uh, Colin Jadakis were just tearing things up. So can he keep things going and uh, maybe return a little bit of the glitz and glamour to Stevens Point, who did win uh, a share of the WVC, uh, excuse me, the uh, VFA uh, title last year, but hasn't necessarily been a a playoff threat uh, for a deep playoff run anyway for a couple years. Stratford seems like they always like to challenge themselves either in an early non-conference game or maybe a, a scrimmage opportunity. Uh, with a, with larger competition, and that's what they're going to do here in week one as they take on Mozanie. Uh, Mozanie, always one of the better passing teams in the state, put up some huge numbers last year. Trevor Garski at the quarterback spot, he's gone, but they have a couple really talented receivers coming back, and Davin Stoffel, who's uh, who's committed a Division One commit, and then also Keegan Gershelli, who's just a junior, but uh, led them in receiving last year. Kyle Stoffel is the new head coach at Mozanie, replacing Craig Martins. And then Iola Scandinavia welcomes in Chiocton. Iola Scandinavia, uh, you know, some pretty healthy graduation losses the last few years. Parker Prawl is gone now. Um, and, and they're going to try to remain competitive in that CWC small, uh, but it's going to be some new faces there. Chiocton, they might be a surprise team this year, I think. They finished 2-5 and five in the CWC large, which is a very tough league. It's going to be hard to move up the standings no matter how much they improve because it's just such a good league. But uh, they've, they've got some really talented kids coming back, including Cade Stingle, who is uh, a running back and linebacker that I really like. Uh, won a couple state titles in track and field in the hurdle events this spring and, uh, and provides a really uh, explosive uh, weapon offensively and defensively for the Chiefs. Let's move on to the western, northwestern part of the state, and let's talk about Rice Lake hosting Menominee. These teams shared... The Big Rivers Conference title last year, but with conference realignment, Rice Lake heads to the Middle Border Conference. Menominee stays in the Big Rivers, so now this game's played as a non-conference game. Uh, Rice Lake went on to the uh, Division Three title game where they lost to Pewaukee. Menominee dropped a heartbreaker to Wanakee in the playoffs, and both are expected to to be among the best teams in their divisions once again. Durand hosts Spring Valley, another game that used to be a conference game in the Dun St. Croix. Duran moved out a few years back, but um, you know we get a chance to see this one now as a non-conference game. One that I really like, I, I was very close to putting as a Game of the Week nominee, is Aquinas, the defending state champion in Division 5, hosting Prairie du Chien. Prairie du Chien uh, was third in the uh, conference last year in the SWC, but they, they have some designs on challenging Broadhead Judah at the top. They've got a talented roster coming back, and, uh, and I think they can, they can be in the mix in the SWC. But a really tough one out of the gates is they take on the Aquinas Blue Golds. 
defending state champions. They return all-state quarterback Jackson Flotmeyer. Uh, so that's going to be a great one up in the lacrosse area. Speaking of the lacrosse area, you also have Onalaska and West Salem. Uh, a couple of suburban schools in lacrosse area, neighbors, uh, that had been in the same conference, the Mississippi Valley, the last few seasons. But West Salem goes out and back to the Cooley Conference where they had previously been. Uh, so both teams are ranked in, in uh, their respective divisions and should be a good, good early test for them. Ellsworth had a magical, magical 2021 season, unbeaten. Had some uh, amazing athletes uh, on the edge, um, you know, and, and just came up a little short against Catholic Memorial in that uh, Division Four title game last year. Went down 21-0, you thought it was going to be over, but they responded, got it to a nine-point game. It should and could have been a one possession game, but they missed a couple extra points and, uh, and hung tough with Catholic Memorial in the second half, but really couldn't get over the hump. But a, a great season for them. First state trip, or first trip to the state finals since beating Richland Center in 1990 Division Three championship game. A young Travis Wilson watching that game from Camp Randall, heartbroken when, uh, when the Hornets, coached by uh, Coach Vitus Rip, lost 7-0 to Ellsworth in that uh, championship game back in 1990. That'll do it for some of the Friday games, at least that we're going to feature, of course. As a reminder, um, there's you know, generally going to be almost 200 games on a Friday night. We're, we can't talk about every single one of them on the podcast. We can't preview every single one in our weekly preview. But we will talk about the big games and, uh, and preview some of the big games each week, both here on the podcast and on our uh, preview that's posted on wissports.net. But there is a Saturday game that is certainly noteworthy that I will be taking in in addition to the Catholic Memorial Franklin game Friday night. Going to make the trip to Fond du Lac for a night game on Saturday. St. Mary Springs welcomes in Lake Country Lutheran. These teams have uh, have played non-conference games a few times over the years. They have um, they have uh, you know put together some some great seasons. I think it was just a couple years ago, right? They they were both defending champions when they met in a non-conference early season game. And uh, while they both have some losses, you know, Lake Country Lutheran has to rep- replace a really strong group from last year that included All-State quarterback Luke Hartle, who has uh, led them to that 2019 state title. Uh, St. Mary Springs has to replace multi-year All-State lineman Billy Shrouth, who's now at Notre Dame. So certainly some uh, some replacement uh, that they'll have to do in some key positions, but nonetheless, these two should be among the best teams in their respective divisions. Looking forward to that game Saturday night at 7 o'clock. So that's some of the big games that we are tracking this week. Obviously, there will be some other ones that will pop up of note, whether it's upsets that occur, whether it's some teams that we thought were going to be highly regarded, maybe going down, excuse me, in week one. They're, they're usually, excuse me, there usually is a team that made it to state last year that kind of falls off because they, um, you know, they just have graduation losses and just the cyclical nature of high school football. In fact, there's very often a, a state finalist from the previous year that does not even make the playoffs. So we'll see if any any of those teams kind of fall into that, uh, that realm. Um, we'll be tracking that. We'll be tracking any big performances that come out. And speaking of that, we will, uh, of course, have all the results on wissports.net tonight, Friday, and Saturday night. You can head to our scoreboard page and get to all the results. You want to follow us on Twitter, follow me at TravisWSN. I'll be posting 
uh, you know, updates throughout the, the, the weekend of, uh, of reactions to big games and then uh, updates and pictures and videos and everything from, uh, from the Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week Friday night from that game Saturday I'll be going to follow at Wisportsnet. And then also make sure you follow on Twitter at FootballWSN. That will get you all final scores for all games right into your your Twitter feed as soon as they go final on our site. Uh, Or you can just head over to Wisports.net in the scoreboard page uh, and and find the final scores as they come in. We we will have all or 99.9% of them in Friday night at some point. Um, We'll get stats in over the weekend as, as coaches report that information. And then we'll get into our regular kind of cadence and routine next week. We will have our stats, uh, our prep props that will come out on Monday, which takes a look at the top uh, stats performances from the previous week. We will have our Quick Trip and Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week nominees every Monday as well. We will have our Football Team of the Week nominees on Monday, five nominees from the previous week, teams that, that stood out. We will have our five jolly good Player of the Week nominees. A big, big thank you to a new sponsor this year, Jolly Good. Uh, make sure you, you stop at your local uh, local grocery store or wherever uh, it's available and grab some Jolly Good. I, I really like the, the root beer. You can grab their soda, their grape soda, the, um, the lemon-lime, um, but I'm, I'm partial to the, uh, to the root beer. So thanks to Jolly Good for sponsoring our Football Player of the Week, which will be uh, nominees announced on Monday. Tuesdays, next Tuesday, we'll start our Wisports.net football coaches poll, the only coaches poll in the state for high school football. That comes out on Tuesday afternoons. Wednesdays, you can find our eight-player preview as we will uh, uh, highlight the eight-player game with a preview of the week's coming action. We'll also look back once they get going because, as a reminder, eight-player does not play this week. They only play eight regular season games, so they start next week for games. Uh, We will have our look back at the, the previous week, any big happenings, any big performances. And then we'll also have our eight-player star of the week that will come out on Wednesday. We'll have a new WSN podcast generally coming out on Wednesday. Sometimes it'll come out on Thursday. just kind of depends on the, the schedule and the cadence. Thursdays is our weekly preview. Fridays are Football Friday Nights. And speaking of Football Friday Nights, that program is back again this year. Very excited to be uh, involved for, I think it's year 14 maybe, uh, that have been doing it. Uh, big thanks to Tim Scott, our good friend, uh, at iHeart Ma- uh, Madison um, for making it happen once again. It will be syndicated on the statewide network. We're, we're efforting to get a full affiliate list, but we expect it will be many of the same uh, same people, uh, same stations that carried it in the past, and hopefully a few others as well. Uh, that will air Friday nights, 9.30 to 11, on the local affiliates, and you can also find it online. We'll be posting the links and all the information for it. Um, 9.30 to 11. I will not be a co-host as I have been in, in many, many years past, but I'll be calling in for a segment every night, uh, usually around 10.30, to kind of recap, give some, uh, give some reaction to what happened that night. Also uh, helping line up guests and put together scoreboards and, and do some other behind-the-scenes things. So Football Friday Night, hosted by our good friends Chuck Freeman and Dan Pfeiffer, uh, Spencer Williams, the, uh, the producer there. Uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with those guys again, getting that going and, uh, and again, you can check that out every Friday night. We'll have a podcast version on our site generally as well, uh, either late Friday night or early Saturday morning if you want to go back and listen to, uh, to what happened. So 
we're into it. We're into the regular part of our, our high school football coverage already. Week one is here. Some great games on the schedule. Uh, as a reminder, you can find streaming links for games on our game schedule page, any video streams. There's also a page that we have that we'll post out for radio streams, any games that will be uh, broadcast on, on uh, radio. Reminder, please be very careful when you're looking at uh, in, in find and see streams that are just posted online. Uh, the ones that are posted on our site are vetted and, and they'll be, you know, they'll be real. But uh, there's a ton, a ton of uh, spam, phishing, scamming posts out there on social media as we get going. Purporting to broadcast games with links, they, they'll have very sophisticated and, and real looking graphics and names and, um, and they'll tag people in their posts. Uh, but all they are is ways to try to get your credit card information that they can then use somewhere else. And uh, please be careful clicking on those. They pop up in the comment sections of our Facebook page of school, of team, of WIAA Facebooks. Uh, they'll either be in the comments or perhaps tagged. Um, they'll be posted on Twitter. If you do a search for, let's let, let's say, Wanakee DeForest um, on Twitter, you'll find 15 of those uh, that, that look very realistic, that, that claim to be streams. But again, they're scams. Be careful. When in doubt, you know, find the school page itself. They often have that information posted. Find the media outlet itself. Or look at our streams page that we have available on wisports.net and uh, save yourself some, some headache and some trouble. Um, and, you know, get out to a game if you can as well. If you can listen to a game while you're at a game, great. But um, I know the streaming, especially the video streaming, has made it easier to, to maybe stay at home and sit on the couch and watch games. But there is nothing like being at a high school football game and the pageantry and the cheerleaders and the bands, the, the smell of the air, the, the hitting of the pads, um, it, it, all is, uh, it all is pretty cool. And it's best taken in in person. So get out to a game if you can and enjoy week one of the high school football season, which is here. It is time to get going and we're excited to get back at it. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Let's make it a safe one when we're on the way to games. Uh, make sure everybody gets there and gets home safely. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it, Roads aren't always easy in Wisconsin, and some of the back roads that, that you have to travel aren't great, but... Let's get there safely. Watch out for deer, of course, um, and, and make it a, a good, uh, good, safe environment. That will do it for this week, though. Week one of the football season is here. We're excited to get back at it. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.